Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome in to the Inside Carolina podcast presented to you by Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. This is the UNC football recruiting podcast featuring Don Callahan. And as always, I'm joined by the man himself, Mr. Don, Donnie Scoops Callahan. What's going on, Don? Not too much. Just uh, getting done celebrating my favorite holiday of the year this past weekend. What, what's going on with you? Halloween. Is that Halloween? It is not Halloween. It is Daylight Savings. <laughs> favorite favorite holiday. It's the only holiday where you get you magically get an extra hour of sleep. Am I wrong? That's correct. Um, obviously, you magically. Like sleep. There I you do go. like sleep. That's I don't get enough. I don't get enough of it though. That's I the know problem. you like Halloween because you like all the Halloween candy. Because you yeah. Um, what did you do for Halloween? Dude, nothing, man. I was preparing for a trip. Uh, I missed – I was gone for this weekend. I missed uh, UNC's exhibition game, and I missed the Virginia game because I had a wedding uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. So I was gone the whole weekend. So I was just getting ready for that trip. Yeah, that's right. I did not see you in Keaton Stadium on Saturday, so it felt a little different. I got my work done a lot quicker than normal because of that. But you know what? Uh, that reminds me. We got a bye week this week. So um, you know, And we have two mega matchups on Saturday, Penn State. Uh, Minnesota and LSU Alabama which Ross doing on Saturday <laughs> is is the man tower an option ah uh, I mean it's always in play but dude that is a long drive to Holly Springs and I am still considering I've thought about it but uh what kind of food options we got I mean it's it's open whatever whatever you want to do we can we can order pizza we could the nachos <laughs> seem to really kind of knock you out like you and the nachos fought and you were knocked out TKO yeah. and like you know, five minutes at least you were you were out even during that that uh, Texas Oklahoma game. But what yeah. we could do is since um since Tommy's getting a little jealous, we can send out an, an invitation to him and Greg. and see um what Greg's doing. Yeah, Greg lives lives really close, so um if he's not busy, that would be easy for him. What's but, the other game? There's uh Alabama LSU. What's the other big one? Penn State Minnesota is at noon. Ah, but, okay. But both are eight no, and I'm sure there's other good games on there too. I just don't. Those are just the main ones. Row the boat. All right. Uh, no more chatter. Let's get right into it. Uh, Why the listeners have tuned in. This is going to be a Trenton Simpson heavy podcast. We're going to um, 
talk about Trenton Simpson. We're going to talk about Jacoby Criswell and Xavion Capers and the flirtations with Auburn and UNC. Of course, Criswell is the quarterback commitment for UNC in 2020 class, while Capers is a wide receiver commitment from Auburn to Auburn, who has taken an official visit to UNC. We're also going to do another top five and introduce a new top five, which will be your top five favorite Thanksgiving foods. We've kind of been away from the top five because there's been so much recruiting news. We're going to get back into it. Trenton Simpson, Jacoby Criswell, Xavier Capers, top five, um, which was the top five sports you like to watch outside of college football. And then next week or in the future will be your Thanksgiving foods. Let's get right into it with Trenton Simpson, the four-star linebacker. He's a four-star in the 24-7 sports composite. He's a five-star according to just 24-7 sports. Um, he took an official visit, the much-anticipated official visit to UNC over the weekend. What can you tell us about that visit and what's going on right now with intel you've received on Simpson and UNC? Well, I, I think it's obvious that this is moving in the direction that we kind of anticipated. I think there was, I guess, maybe some some thoughts that maybe he would take additional official visits before making any sort of move. But even though he's kind of sort of narrowed it down to North Carolina and Clemson, which he mentioned in the story that we posted on, on Monday night, I think this really com- kind of comes down to North Carolina versus North Carolina and just a matter of time of when he's going to do it. He was supposed to have a uh, pretty important meeting with his, his parents to kind of discuss what the next move was was going to be and you just kind of talking to him and asking him about okay what are you going to talk in this this uh this meeting what are you going to talk about between with your parents it just sounded like that they were just going to kind of say okay is this what we want to do and um what date kind of works best for um for our our schedule and all that um and i have yet to hear back from trent i told him i would give him a couple days give him some space and and then uh reach back out to him later on this week to see see where uh where his mind is at, but uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think this is just, it's, it's more of a when instead of an if. Wow. Huge. I mean, this is an elite linebacker would be a kind of another cherry on top for this 2020 UNC recruiting class. And you have not talked to him since the official visit. Is that correct? Well, I talked to him. I have not spoken to him since Monday, which is right. Okay. Right after his official visit, wanted to give him a couple of days to, um, you, know, you know, some space. I don't like to kind of hound these kids. I like to give him a little bit of space. Um, I know there's some writers who do, um, but I understand this is, I mean, this, these are difficult, difficult decisions being made. Um, you know, life altering decisions that are going to affect what they do for the rest of their lives. And uh, I want to, I want to respect that. You know, I understand it. For sure. Yeah. So check out that Monday update titles, Trenton Simpson visits UNC prepares in recruitment. A lot of good intel in there. And it looks like Dan, Don will also speak with Trenton Simpson a little bit later in the week for more uh, scoop on him. So, yeah, I mean, not to be overly optimistic or, or get people's hopes up, but it seems like the writing's on the wall with Trenton Simpson eventually making the decision to commit to UNC. What do you think went into, since he's decommitted from Auburn into to where he is now with a, a commitment, you know, just kind of a couple of weeks after he, he broke off from the Tigers? When I asked him about the whole everything with that, he speaks in very vague terms. You know, he's you know he says that uh, Auburn just wasn't the best fit for him any any longer, and and then um, what's what's really kind of curious is the fact that his first visit was to Clemson, um, who has not offered. But even when I was talking to him, and forget about all that, you know, when I was talking to him on Monday, and he said 
I asked him if he's going to take any more visits. And he said, no, I think, I think we have our schools in place and what we're looking at. And then we're going to make a decision. And I said, well, what are those schools? And he said, North Carolina, and then um, 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 Clemson, and then um, <laughs> um, 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 I think that's it. So it was more of kind of like throwing Clemson in there just because he didn't want to make it seem so obvious that this was basically a, a debate between North Carolina and, and North Carolina and, and when that was going to happen. From your intel, you know, who has led this recruitment and what have they done long term to continue talks with Simpson and, and get him on campus twice and then and then obviously the decommitment and then the um, enough influence to kind of get to the point where you are right now and what's well, going to happen what's been attractive all that stuff yeah I mean that, that's that's the thing that I haven't really been able to get a firm gl- grasp on um, but I know that Tommy Thigpen has been recruiting him from the beginning and so he's av- actively involved um, Dre Bly has some involvement um uh, Jay Bateman has been in there also, but really, I, you know, I, I wonder just how much of, you know, he made a couple of game visits to Auburn. And then once you're you doing that on a Saturday morning after playing the, the prior Friday night, and, you know, obviously your parents are driving you there, how much did they start to be like, man, this is a long ride. It's one thing to kind of make it on, you know, in the, in the summertime where you had nothing else going on. You could do it when you have a couple of days off from work and you head down to Auburn. But it's another to do it on, you know, Saturday morning after you have worked the entire week. And I think I always think that that kind of starts to weigh on people uh, and parents. Uh, also what North Carolina is doing, the buzz around the, the, the state about this program, you know, uh, I, and this class really, um, you know, Trent has mentioned this class multiple times. I think that kind of contributed also. And then really, if you go on the Auburn message boards, there did, there just didn't seem to be this great amount of fanfare for Trent Simpson. Like there obviously is on, um, inside Carolina's message boards, the tar pit. So I think that kind of factored in. So I guess my answer to kind of sum this all up is I think it was like a like a bunch of factors in in this and it obviously they just worked all towards North Carolina's favor. Yeah, and obviously like you said with the proximity to Charlotte and UNC, I mean the in-state school playing uh with buddies from high school, the Mallard Creek connection. And then you look at what Jay Bateman has done with the linebackers, Chas Surratt and Jeremiah Gimmel are having huge Seasons racking up tackles and making plays. You see them rushing the quarterback and re- really being productive. It has to be appealing for playing in college and NFL prospects as well. Combine that with where the uh, the class is going and where UNC football in general is going under Mac Brown. He had some quotes on that in your article as well. So the momentum is trending up for UNC as far as the team. While Auburn, it's just every other year, it's like, all right, is uh, Gus Malzahn going to get fired? It's It's constantly questions and they're always a pretty solid great team it's just there's always kind of questions about job security there in the distance too so a lot of factors certainly in play I mean, this would be a big get for tommy thigpen i mean a recruiter i know was, was uh heralded as, as a big time recruiter coming from tennessee to unc and, and has had some impacts already but this would be kind of his, his biggest fish uh certainly in terms of recruiting all right the clemson factor i mean this is the one school he visited clemson took a bunch of pictures at clemson Two weekends ago, they have not offered him. What's going on there from your intel? And why would a school like Clemson 
who I obviously can get any player in the country um, and has proven that. But why would they not offer a, a guy who's close, the top 30 or so kid, four or five star player? And, and why would they not? I mean, it seems like an easy play for them. What, what's holding them back from offering? Well, first, I think if Clemson were to offer or were actually would have offered maybe, let's say, a week ago, I, I think that, that this would be an absolute slugfest between UNC and Clemson. I don't think this would be such a slam dunk for, for North Carolina if Clemson was, was a legitimate um, player in this. Um, I mean, just, just look at the fact that, that uh, Trent's first or Trent's known secret visit was North Carolina versus Clemson. His first visit after decommitting was to Clemson for, for, I think it was the Boston college game. So Clemson was, is definitely um, if, it was an option would definitely be a player and, and probably could have a really good chance of, of kind of stealing Trent away from um, North Carolina. But to answer your question, Clemson's at the, at, I guess the, the level recruiting wise that they're truly recruiting nationwide. And they basically can just look at the entire nation and say, okay, these are the top, however many players at these positions and we want them, 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 them. I mean, they're basically just kind of picking guys. We've talked about this yeah. in a podcast a long time ago about how it's almost like when, when you're playing NCAA on your PlayStation and you get to, you know, you've been playing for 10 seasons and you're at the point where you're literally just, just adding five stars, having full class of five stars. That's what Clemson's at the point of. So with all that said, Justin Flo is, I believe he's the top linebacker in the nation um regardless he's the number number five overall recruit five-star guy from california um that clemson really really wants you know he's the the elite of the elite and basically they don't want to um do anything that could potentially harm their chances of landing him and trying to find room uh for trent simpson um could potentially damage their chances and that's what it comes down to. And, and really, I know that fans think that schools have unlimited scholarships and you can always find room for this guy and that guy. The fact of the matter is, and North Carolina fans should know this by now with, with what we've dealt with the last few years with with guys being turned away. And, and even in this class, guys being turned away, four-star guys being turned away. There is a limit to how many scholarships you can offer. And uh, Clemson probably, well, they probably could take both of these guys but it would take a lot of work to take take Simpson, and so, um, and they want flow, and that's what it comes down to. Gotcha. Stacked recruiting class already. I mean, just countless four and five star players, a couple three stars as well. But sounds like they have. Let me look at it. They have twenty commitments right now. But it seems like flows a guy at linebacker makes sense. I mean, if I was um, Trent Simpson, I mean, I wouldn't want to be um, you know second fiddle to this flow kid. I want to be a priority, and UNC is making him a priority, obviously. So, all right, well, let's all kind of wait and see now and, and, and kind of wait for that uh, that text, that announcement, and hopefully you'll keep me in the loop so I can prepare content as well as Trent Simpson nears his commitment. Don's very weird about telling me stuff. But I'm like, dude, man, I have a job to do as well, and there's stuff that you don't see that I do. And he well, you, you asked me, like, when's Trent Simpson committing? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I legitimately well, I heard, don't know. I had heard that he was committing soon. And so I was like, all right, well, I got to get this stuff ready because I do a highlight article. I do reactions. I do a lot of stuff that doesn't get on the front page and on the boards, but it goes to our Facebook page and it's mostly a traffic play. And I have to spend time doing that. So I want to make sure I'm on top of things, pre write some stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, well, dude, the um, the Jonathan uh, Adora guy. Adorno. Uh, Adorno. I was like, when's this guy committing? You're like, I have no idea. He commits literally five minutes later. <laughs> well, he <laughs> definitely knew. No, I did. I didn't know the exact time. I just knew. I was told it was it was likely going to happen by the end of that day. Uh, it just happened to be a coincidence that you ask me and I say I don't know, and then five minutes later, Adorno commits. <laughs> that that kid's a um, he's a different kid. Approaches recruiting very very differently. The, you know, setting up the interview with him afterwards was was no easy task. Just because he doesn't like the attention, doesn't like the interviews and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, yes. So that wasn't done on purpose. I had no idea he was about to commit. I just and even with the end of the day thing, like the people who I was, I was talking to were like, yeah, but you know, you know how Jonathan is. He he might want to sleep on it and, and and that sort of stuff. So so yeah. So I legitimately you just gotta keep me in the loop because I mean I may go out and, and do somewhere without my and go somewhere without my computer and i need to know where i need to be at home base so i can get stuff up i have to run our facebook page social media newsletter so i have to be prepared for all I these big you. commitments Otherwise, you should just bring your laptop everywhere i mean i sometimes i do i've i've, I've written stories and, and done facebook newsletter from many many i don't there's three thi- there's well th- four things that i never leave the house without my keys my wallet my cell phone and my recorder I don't always bring my laptop, though. Though, but uh, but uh, there are a lot of times I do bring my laptop, and it is the whole point of that was to say you always bring your laptop. No, but I bring my (laughs) I bring my recorder. You know how it is. I mean, you can nowadays you can do something really quick on your phone. Obviously, if it's more elaborate, you need your laptop. And yeah, I mean, if something's kind of pending, then yeah, I have my laptop in my trunk. Yeah, Um, I mean, I bring it. I bring it most places. I mean, the places that I have, I could write a long crazy list of the places that i have written stories at and i'm sure you could do the same yeah i mean i remember pulling over and doing a chick-fil-a parking lot i remember riding it outside a brewery in brevard north carolina um side of the highway i uh, usually put the laptop on top of my car this is back when i did more recruiting stuff so i'd have to actually put the recruiting stories up but yeah uh, we all have odd places um i've done it on a date chaz yeah. surratt i think chaz surratt f- flipped or did something no Chad Strat flipped while I was on a ferry at the beach. And so I had to write the story and do everything on the ferry. And then something else happened. I was on a, a date and somebody else, another quarterback committed or something. So I had to go in my car and get my laptop. Yep. It happens. That's, that's the, um, I guess the. Boss of love. Yeah. Because it's, it, I mean, it's just literally, it, it's, it's almost kind of, it doesn't end. It doesn't, you know, I mean, there've been times I remember, you know, you think, and, and you probably have this mentality also when you're doing it. You think, okay, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. After that, I'm safe. But I remember, remember when UNC was recruiting those uh, those Texas safeties that <laughs> never ended up. Um, yeah. I think they were only committed for like a month or whatever. Is from the same. Yeah. yeah, those guys love to commit at like was like ten thirty hour time. Weird. So, that was a weird like little thing. They they like, held a spot with UNC before flipping. Yeah. Yeah. It's no fun. Um, and then you got to like, and, and yeah, and like you get like no heads up with those situations because of the coaches really don't get a heads up with those situations. Yeah. We're not complaining. Just letting you know the a little insight into our work job. That It's not all our, glamorous. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's fun and it's exciting, but there is uh, a lot of, it's flexible, but because it's so flexible, it also is stuff can happen at all hours. All right. Anything else on Trenton Simpson? I think we, we pretty F- much covered it all. Official visit. Official visit went great. 
I mean, all yeah. signs point to a UNC. I mean, this would be well. The other thing that I want to throw out UNC. there, yeah, the the one thing I want to throw out there is I would not surprise me. I don't know this for fact, and I haven't been told this, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, the staff really kind of hammered home the fact that hey, Clemson doesn't want you, just in case Clemson were to offer him after the official visit or to offer him later on, you know, just to kind of hammer on the fact, look, Clemson doesn't want you. And even if they offer you later, you know, you weren't their first choice, yada, yada, just, you know, we want you here, that sort of thing. I mean, I think those sort of things were hammered home because obviously, you know, Clemson was, was the only um, threat really to North Carolina, you know, as of this weekend. Good stuff. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on at quarterback in the UNC's 2020 class. But first, I want to talk about, Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. They are Inside Carolina's valued sponsor right down Franklin Street. Check out Johnny T-Shirt to get all your UNC apparel, sweatshirts, pants, shorts, shirts, hats, anything for your family and friends, your kids, your wife, your husband, your daughters, your son. Head over to GiantT-Shirt.com and Johnny T-Shirt around Franklin Street to get what you need to cheer on the Tar Heels. Remember, you can head to the Inside Carolina premium message boards to get the promo code and use that code to get 10% off all your purchases. If you're getting a bunch of stuff, you're doing all your Christmas shopping, you can save a couple of bucks with that code and use the, that money you save for a special treat for yourself. Uh, I'll probably do some shopping there for my niece and nephew as the uh, holiday season arrives. So Johnny T-shirt on Franklin Street and GiantT-Shirt.com on your internet, uh, on your computer there. All right, enough of that. Let's get right into Jacoby Criswell. You kind of wanted to talk about this. I I read your scoop. Um, What's going on with Jacoby Criswell? He is UNC's only quarterback commitment for the 2020 class. We know how important it is that you get a quarterback for each cycle. Otherwise, you end up with what UNC – has faced in 2017-18 where you don't have enough quarterbacks and maybe one doesn't work and your backup kind of sucks and you struggle. So Auburn making a move, Jacoby Criswell, Don Callahan, floor is yours. Yeah, so yeah, he kind of, well, I guess it's, it's he's kind of always been, I don't want to say wavering, that wouldn't be accurate. I think he's always kind of left the door cracked just a little bit. And even with some of his comments, um, is always kind of just you, you never kind of felt like, okay, he's he's a hundred percent solid. A lot of his actions have backed up. I guess he hasn't well, he hasn't really visited anywhere else. He did go to, I think Houston for that um, that uh, Auburn, um, I guess it was Auburn and Texas A&M game, I think it was, whatever it was, it was it was a neutral site game. Uh, but besides that, you know this North Carolina is the only school he's visited this fall. But some of his comments have been kind of strange. And you kind of throw in there the fact that Auburn is now thinking about trying to add a second quarterback to its its class because it just lost uh, Joey Gatewood, just transferred out, I think it was last week. And if it were to add a second quarterback to this class, and there's no guarantee that, that it will, uh, Chriswell is definitely a guy that, that um, Auburn staff is really high on. And he really hasn't just kind of just – shut it down, you know, just kind of looking, um, you know, one of the quotes he, he gave me, and this was um, 
this was a few weeks ago, he said, of, of course, I'm still listening. Right now, I'm committed to North Carolina, and I'm happy where, I'm, where I am. But if anything falls down, you always have to have a backup plan. I don't think I'm going to be taking any more visits anywhere else. And if you look at just all of his quotes, just to me, I just feel like there's an exit door to all of them which is always kind of worrisome, especially, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is that you know, the likelihood of a guy sticking and one of the factors that, that um, doesn't work in a school's favor is the distance from, um, from the school. And Chriswell is um, off the top of my head. I can't think of anybody else who's further away from campus. Can you? I know that you don't know the class as well as I do. But um, so – it, it, it's just a little scary. And really, this class obviously is awesome. If UNC lands Trent Simpson, it's going to hover around the top 10, at least temporarily. But if you don't get a quarterback, it could it could be huge, uh, you know, huge for North Carolina in, in a negative way, uh, because UNC definitely needs uh, quarterback depth to come from this class. Because, you know, you mentioned the prior seasons, but this season, if you think about it, if Sam Howell goes down, UNC season is basically over because you have a walk-on quarterback who would have to step in since Jace Reuter is also injured. Yeah, and Jace Reuter is, is getting back to health. But, yeah, for a while there, they didn't really have a backup. And, I mean, you just got to prepare for the future. You got to th- think about how, you know, potentially a three-year guy. So you want to continue to build that quarterback depth. I mean, the key is taking a quarterback every year. And, yeah, so Auburn's closer. They run a, you know, a pass-happy offense as well. Um, I mean, if you were to put, I mean, what vibe is you getting? I mean, I, you kind of talked about a little bit like, I mean, is this a realistic possibility this dude flips before, before December? Is he an early signee guy? Early, yeah, early he's guy? an early, yeah, well, all right. So that's the other thing that kind of worried me is the fact that he, he, I asked him about his enrollment and he's, his plan all along has been to be an early enrollee. And he said that now he was rethinking that because of the distance. And I'm thinking to myself, and I didn't say this because I, I got to be a neutral journalist when I'm interviewing these kids. But I'm thinking in my head, the distance between our, his his home in Arkansas and Chapel Hill does not change based off of when he enrolls. So if the distance bothers him so much that that he might delay his enrollment, then you got to think that it's it's kind of weighing on him. So I could I could really I could honestly see this going either way. I could see him kind of firming it up. And signing with North Carolina, um, I think his plan, regardless, is assigned December, regardless of when he enrolls. So that that helps a little bit. But um, I could I could also see this being a situation where um, where he flips somewhere else. And right now, I think there's not a huge huge worry because Auburn seems to be the only school that could steal him away, and they have not offered. So that's the one thing that's kind of going in North Carolina's favor. And there's some other things. You know, Auburn has a 2021 quarterback commitment, and they don't want to scare him away um, if they offer an, a second uh, 2020 quarterback. So that's kind of, I guess, obviously working in North Carolina's favor. But yeah, I mean, this this has to be. I know everyone's focused on Trent Simpson, and that's that's that would be a huge get, and you know, likely will be a get. But for the remainder of this class, securing Jacoby Chris, Chriswell or a similarly talented quarterback for this class is huge because if you don't sign a quarterback in this class, it, it, it doesn't matter how good the rest of your team is as NC state's finding out this season, as North Carolina found out the past couple of seasons, you need a quarterback. It doesn't matter what you have elsewhere. Yeah. And, and Criswell has to see how well, how's doing this offense, his connection with Phil Longo, 
success of of the offense under him as an offensive corner it has to be attractive and obviously one of the main reasons he committed to UNC in the air raid offense in the first place. He has not taken his official visit yet, correct? He has not. But um, he'll be and- coming returning in December, I imagine, yes. for that big official visit weekend. So that plays for UNC's favor. They usually have most of the big commitments in that that early December official visit weekend, correct? Yes. So, yeah. So he said that his official visit is scheduled for a weekend in December. I think there's only two weekends in December that, that do not fall within a um, – within the dead period. So it'll be one of those weekends. The second weekend is the one that's the big weekend. And uh, I'm sure UNC is, is targeted to get him in for that one. Cause also the last weekend before the signing period. So that is as uh, good timing for UNC if they can hold him until then. And then obviously come to UNC and probably have a great time with official visit and go from there. All right. And another factor with that is Avion capers briefly. Xavier Capers, the four-star wide receiver, took an official visit to UNC earlier in the year. He is committed to Auburn. He has a close relationship with Criswell. In your scoop, you wrote that you know this could help UNC or it could hurt UNC. What's your take on that? Because obviously Capers and Criswell's connection could have influence for either school, Auburn and UNC. Yeah, so just to kind of get the backstory, Capers and Chriswell, they actually were teammates at the opening back in July and um, developed a friendship from that. And and coincidentally, uh, when Capers was was officially visiting North Carolina two weekends ago, that was the weekend that, that Chriswell was in town uh, for his uh, lone uh, visit to North Carolina this fall. Um, so obviously they, they hung out some there. Um, they aren't super, super, super close to the point where they'll just automatically become a package deal, but um, their connection is strong enough to where it could kind of tip the scales in either direction for for um, these schools. Uh, and you know, going back to your question earlier, I mean, I honestly could see a situation where Caper stays at Auburn and Chris Wilkes stays at North Carolina. I mean, that's 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 very, very realistic. You know, it's just something to kind of um, just watch out for in the in this next i guess month month and a half before uh signing day there you have it all right good stuff we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our top five the top five sports you like to watch other than college football okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. All right, Don, we haven't done a top five in a while. We're going to go through some of our reader submissions of the top five sports you like to watch other than college football. For me, it's tough. I mean, I, I am a, a big college football guy, big college basketball guy, NFL guy. So there weren't many options outside of that. Let's read a couple here. 
we'll read uh, two or three each quickly and then give ours and then get out of here. All right. Do you want to uh, give the, the new one real quick once again? Yeah, and of course, uh, the new one will be your top five favorite Thanksgiving dishes or foods. Send those to Don Callahan uh, on Twitter, email, or private message on Inside Carolina. Um, and we know where we can find Don there. You know, any unique things your family does, any cool dishes you really like, you know, be descriptive with how it's made. Because, you know, there's mashed potatoes and there's dressing and stuffing, but maybe there's a twist on, on ways that your grandmother or your mom or your wife or your, or your husband makes a certain dish. Uh, your husband. So be, yeah, we have female listeners and, you know, some people uh, have different lifestyles. All right, um, let's dive in. All right, you want me to go first, or do you want to yep. go first? You start at the top there. All right, all right, all right. Where do we go? Um, let me go. I'm going to go with my man Dale, since he always he always submits every single uh, top five. Um, number five, NASCAR. Number four, PGA Golf. Number three, college basketball. Number two, NFL. And number one, MLB. In in particular, he um, loves his Cubs. So I love, I love a Cubs fan. All right. Cedric from Atlanta, heavily into martial arts and combat sports. Wow. Okay, so this is a little bit different than a lot of our listeners and certainly what I'm into, but it's cool to see this. He's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he practices judo. His sports, one, UNC sports, so football, basketball, baseball, two, MMA and UFC, three, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The ADCC World Championships was the weekend he submitted this, um, and that's like – grappling and submission stuff real wrestling judo and uh muay thai am i saying that right Ma- mai tai there we go K- is that one, a drink? Boxing and boxing yeah i think it's a uh, mai tai is a drink but this one's m-u-a-y tai i think it's a type of um combat sport as well all right all right i'm gonna go with eddie from red springs uh, number five, volleyball, and mostly because his 13-year-old granddaughter, Hannah, is on a, uh, a on a uh, JV team at Christ the Cornerstone Academy, and I can relate to that a little bit, uh, having a child on a team. Uh, number four, NBA, and he likes to focus on the UNC players, the former UNC players. Number three, ML- MLB, and he's a Dodgers fan. Number th- number two, uh, pro football, and it seems like he likes the, uh, he roots for the Rams and the Panthers. Uh, in that order. And then the number one is college basketball, which I'm assuming that he uh, roots for the Tar Heels. There you go. All right. Patrick from Scottsville, Virginia. Rugby is his first choice. MLB. Um, his three is C-A-N. Can. What is that? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll skip that one. NFL and racing. All right. You want to do one more and we'll get out of here? Okay. All right. Let's. Oh God, now you catch you all. How off about guard. Noah from Korea? Noah from Korea. I'll let you do Noah. I'll do. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna go Ray. Ray just keeps yeah. it simple. Ray has number one UNC men's basketball. Number two UNC baseball. Number three UNC women's soccer. Number four UNC women's field hockey, and number five UNC women's lacrosse. Good stuff. And then Noah from Korea. We love our international listeners. Don is big internationally. He has European club soccer. Your boy John Siegley is into European club soccer. Fancy football. So he includes fancy football as a sport he watches. So interesting perspective there. 
the Olympics. I don't really follow them so much as watch obsessively when they're on. Uh, I guess that's like most people, especially the Winter Olympics, he writes. March of Madness, college basketball, and draft night. NBA, NFL, he doesn't like the professional leagues. Um, NHL is probably the best, but I love the drafts. It's fun to see the players I watched in college and think about how they'll fit in their new environments, who got a steal, et cetera. Some cool takes there. Olympics, fantasy yeah. football, draft night. All right, like Don, the- you're five. Yeah, I like the draft night thing. I didn't include that in mine, but uh, I definitely used to be huge into um, drafts for, for whatever reason. I guess it kind of falls in line with what I do now. But yeah, um, so we're just going to go. I, I give my five, you give your five. Yeah, let's go straight through with a brief explanation on each. All right, no brief. dilly talent here. <laughs> okay. So um, going back to who was it? Eddie. I can relate to the whole uh, kids kids sports things. Um, love watching my kids play. Probably uh, would be number one if, if I considered it a true, uh, I guess, sports ranking. But anyway, all right, number five for me, World Cup soccer. Um, now, I'm starting to become a bigger soccer fan, um, and I guess my, um, my entry – drug to it was uh the world cup so i love women's and, and men's world cup i try to watch as many games as i can and it's great that it's on during the day because um i don't have a hot lot going on besides work uh number four for me the ncaa tournament i'm not a big basketball fan in general but i love the uh march madness ncaa tournament i'll start kind of watching during the uh during the conference uh tournaments but uh, definitely love the love to fill it out a bracket Number three, NFL, you know, like a lot of people who are listening to this, my um, Sundays are, are full of um, watching uh, NFL. I'm big into fantasy football, like, like someone mentioned earlier, and that's probably a big part of it. Uh, number, number two for me is uh, baseball, um, in particular, the Phillies. I'm also big into fantasy, fantasy baseball, but I uh, love my Phillies. Um, and number one, the love of my life, the Flyers. Um, obviously watch hockey. A bunch, as Ross has asked me millions of times. No, I do not miss a Flyers game. And when the Flyers uh, come to Raleigh to play the Hurricanes, like they are on the twenty-first, I will be there. Um, so uh, yes, um, Ross, I would love to hear yours. Or yeah, do you have cra- you have a take on mine? I'd yeah, love to I mean, hear. It's, it's crazy how much Philly sports you watch. I mean, you, you often speak about how you don't miss a Phillies game and you don't miss a Flyers game. Well, I, I'll. Is- I'll miss a Phillies game, and just because there's 162 yeah. of them. And with the Flyers, I will actually, if a game is on and I have something else going on, I will go. I will watch it later because I have the package or whatever. Um, with baseball, there's there's a game almost every day, so it's pointless to kind of watch it the next day or, or whatever because yeah. you have the next game coming up. But, but with, I mean, our 162 uh, uh, Phillies games, how many do you watch? I mean, I'm very close to all of them because I mean, some of it is. <laughs> li- all right, listen. Some of it is is like I could be in the car and I put it on the radio, or yeah. I could be shopping with my wife and I have it on my phone or I have it on on the radio on my phone. And because it's just such a sport where you just you don't have to just focus on it. You can do a bunch of stuff, and this is what I love about it. You could do a bunch of stuff and not miss anything. And then you you know, and there's a key moment. You stop what you're doing. You watch it. And that's that's the beauty. You can't do that with hockey. You can't do that with football, uh, other than during breaks, uh, commercial breaks. But that's that's the thing about baseball, and, and it's perfect for fantasy sports. What an awesome sport where you don't have to watch it. <laughs> Like, that's what makes it good, the fact that you don't have to watch it. You have like it to watch it. It tells you exactly all you need to know about baseball and how boring it is. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> you just you do have to watch it. You do have to Dude, watch you it. You just said you don't have to really watch it. You just have to look up occasionally to see stuff. All right. That's well, all right. I'll just let you get to your list. Yeah, people hate that I bash baseball. Um I love your opinion. Yeah, you respect it. I respect I mean, I think it's cool you have passions. I mean, that's what I mean, everybody has interests interests and passions, and you're really passionate about Philadelphia sports, and that's awesome. Um, all right, NFL is my number one. Um I, I'll watch any NFL game. I, I favor the Panthers, but I mean honestly not a kind of a bandwagon Panthers fan, but I, I love the big games NFL Sunday night, Monday night, you know, wake up on Sunday and watch a lot of NFL. Um, love the drama, love all the, the good stuff. I mean, this time of the year is great. Um, when college basketball starting up and college bas- college football is going and you have NFL ramping up as well. Uh, next would, would be college basketball. Obviously, UNC, uh, enjoy watching the Tar Heels. I watch a lot of ACC, but I'm not too into it outside of, of the top ACC teams. I watch Duke and State and, and other stuff, obviously, to, to, for research and for my job. But, you know, love watching the, the Tar Heels. Uh, and after that, man, I, I really turn off sports uh, after March Madness. I mean, I don't watch much. I don't watch any baseball. I don't watch any NBA. I don't watch any hockey. I'll watch a little bit of the NBA playoffs if it's on. But so I had to get kind of creative. Um, I went with the drafts. I, got, I took a, a note from Noah. I didn't think about that. But I love. I do watch the NFL draft, the first round especially. That's about it, though. NBA draft uh, is intriguing, and I watch that as well. You know, it's just one day. So I'm into the drafts. I like Olympic swimming and Olympic track. Big Michael Phelps guy. Um, for some reason, you know, the, those, are the, those are sports. Those are endurance sports and sprint sports. There's no ball involved, but I, I don't know. I, I really get up for Olympic swimming and track, especially when there's a dominant person. And, and endurance running is cool to watch as well, like um, the mile run and the, and the other distances, um, relays, things like that. And then finally, I guess the World Cup. I mean, I, I get in the World Cup. You know, it comes around every four years. Uh, I guess every two years we include the women, and I definitely want to include women because uh, I'm an inclusive person. But, uh, yeah, really into when the USA – made a run a couple years back even when they weren't weren't in it i got into uh the world cup just because it was always on in the morning the last yes. time and so yeah. i'd sit i'd wake up there'd be a game on there'd be another game on so i'd yep. sit there and do work and watch soccer soccer's kind of like a game like baseball where you can kind of <laughs> have an yeah. eye on the tv you know you can kind of tell when they're about to score and a big play is coming uh and you can also kind of do some See, work now, as well now now you get it now you get it but you i know. don't like love soccer like i don't watch any other soccer like i'm not I'm not dedicating 162 days to soccer. Yeah, I think I would, but there's just a gazillion leagues, and I'm not sure which one I should follow, and I'm not sure what time of year they play and all this other <laughs> stuff. Like, I feel like there's always yeah. soccer on, and there's just so much of it just so hard. Let me yeah, ask I you don't... this. There, um, I will – I'm trying to think out the phrase. If there's, like, a big event, like a, a horse race, like a, the Triple Crown, I will I will make it a point to watch that. Um, if there's something, you know, I, I definitely I'm not huge into UFC, but if there's a big fight, um, I, I used to get into like the, the the girls championships in the UFC with Ronda Rousey and and, and you women, know those women women yeah. women women my bad. Um, uh, but uh, do you if there's like a big event that's kind of like dominating Sports Center or the news or whatever, will you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge Kentucky, Kentucky Derby guy. I used to always watch it. Um, I still will unless I have something going on. Masters Sunday. You know, any of the majors in golf, I'll, I'll watch usually a Sunday. 
you know, the, the last couple round, last couple holes. Um, yeah, I mean, boxing UFC, maybe. Boxing, but, but, yes, that's, an, that's another one where there, if there's like a, a big fight, then, you know, I'll yeah, definitely sports. watch it. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, the Kentucky Derby, I mean, it's what you turn on for 30 minutes, you get all you need. I mean, you can yeah. watch you can watch the stuff leading up to it, and that's still only like an hour or two, and that's it. And then you wait till next year. Obviously, if the Triple Crown's in play, you can watch the, the next couple of races, the, the Belmont Stakes and the – what's the other one? I don't know. I don't know either. We failed there. All right. Good stuff, Don. Covered a lot. Um, you know, I think Trenton Simpson's going to dominate the discussion for the next couple of weeks, depending on when he commits. Uh, Jacoby Criswell is interesting stuff there. And, you know, we're, we're entering the, the later stages of this 2020 class. Um, hey, answer me this. Are they, are they going after anybody else in 2020? They are, but it's, it's mostly just, um, you know, kind of just throwing out feelers sort of thing. And like kind of in case people decommit. Yeah, yeah, in case people decommit, like backup plans for certain things. And, um, you know, I think um, – Capers is an example of it where you're like, all right, well, let's just stay on him and let's hope we get an official visit. Oh, we got an official visit. Let's, let's just try to stay in this and, and maybe we can force a flip, especially if Auburn fires their coaching staff, you know, we'll be right there in prime position to kind of land those sort of things kind of play out. And that obviously has, has worked towards North Carolina's favor, even though UNC does not need another wide receiver, but you can't yeah, pass up sure. a guy like Capers. For sure. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next episode of the Don Callahan Inside Carolina UNC Football Recruiting Podcast. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com.